All right, welcome to another segment of Let's Talk UNLV on KUNV. You're with co-host Keith and Renee. And if you don't know, I'm solo today. Renee left me hanging. My sister from another mister. But we're going to carry on anyway. And so I'm excited today to talk about the career services office. You know, we're all looking to, you know, we go to school to have a career. And I'm glad to have um, Eileen McGarry, who's executive director of career services. And then also Mark Chisholm, who is a social media ambassador. Uh, welcome to the show, Eileen and, and Mark. Hello, hello. Thank you, Keith. And so we'll start out by just, you know, asking you, um, Eileen, if you could just maybe share a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you sort of generally what your office does. And then we'll ask Mark to do the same, what his role is within the office. Certainly, Keith. Um, it's great to be included in this. Um, so I am the executive director of career services for the UNLV campus. And really, we consider our office sort of a hub for career services resources. And we provide services kind of across the disciplines. Uh, but the good thing for students and alumni to know is that you have a whole network of um, more general and specialized career services and career centers. Um, and many of our, some of our professional colleges like law, hospitality, business, engineering have specific career centers focused on the special needs. And we work with students across majors as well as focus on our art sciences students and help them with the whole process of preparing for their careers, getting experience, and then launching a successful career upon graduation and after. All right. Thank you. Mark, could you share a little bit about your role? I am the um, social media ambassador for career services. Basically, I am your um, friendly face of career services. So when you see me around campus, um, mm -hmm. feel free to ask any questions about career services or um, just basically anything that you need. I run the social media also. So feel free to follow us. Um, on Instagram at, at UNLV Career Services. All right. Well, we'll start out by, I guess, Eileen asking you, <clears throat> why should students or what should students know about the Career Center? And, and asking me, because um, I was thinking Mark can also fill that in. So a couple things. Um, what we do, uh, we look a lot at what helps students be successful after they graduate. What kinds of things will help you really launch and be successful in a career? And a lot of students think of us as the last place you go before you graduate, when act in actuality, we should be the first place. Um, because mm -hmm. if we, we don't do the work of figuring out kind of where, what our life holds and what we need to do to navigate our way that, through it, um, then it's much harder to launch that first job after graduation and then be successful in your career. Um, so what the bi biggest thing students should know is early and often and to start engaging with us right away. And then, Mark, did you have anything to add or share? Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing that Career Services um, Office provides is resume building. Um, I know when I was in, as a, and during my undergrad, I'm a grad student now, during my undergrad, I needed help with my resume like every single like semester because there was either there was something new to add or I didn't know like how to add something or I didn't know how to format my resume. So our um, peer career coaches can literally will sit down and help you like tune out your resume to make it like ready for your career that you want. Yeah, you know, I, I may be dating myself a little bit, but going back, <clears throat> I remember those back backpack the brief briefcases. 
uh, booklets. And I just remember when I was doing my first resume, going in, looking at, you know, all the different words that you can use to describe your different yep. skills for your resume and all the different samples. So I thought that was very useful for me, you know, back in the day when I was a student. And the great part about the career services that we have, we have peer career coaches who will sit down and help you and walk you through that process of helping you create your resume. And that's one of the models that we're proud of because we, we want students to experience this from people who they're comfortable with. Um, you know, you can also go to more experienced experts, but our peers are really trained and really understand it and can relate to our students. Um, and that's one of the places that students fall down the most is often their resumes are not put together well, and it makes a big difference in opening doors for interviews and other other opportunities in your life. And then Eileen and Mark, could you talk a little bit about the difference between the peer career coaches and the more seasoned professionals who may serve in that capacity? Yeah, so our seasoned career professionals um, are are for the most part master's degree professionals or professionals who have been working in the field for quite a while, um, really tuned in to the employer markets that we work with um, and, and constantly listening to their advice and have done a lot of work with the student populations and helping them shape their professional pathways. The career coaching model um, was developed because we know and understand that often we rely on information from our peers, peer-to-peer information. So our peer coaches get 100 hours of training, um, and they're undergraduate coaches. So while you might have really in-depth questions and somebody who you really want to to dig in deeper, um, that's what our experts are for, but our peer coaches can help you with all the basic essential tools, resume writing, LinkedIn profiles, because they've experienced it and we've coached them professionally so that they're ready to help out. And we know how coveted student worker positions are on campus. So how does someone who is interested in student employment get connected to becoming a career coach? Are there certain requirements or, or experiences that you look for in a, in a peer career coach? Mark, what will we look for? What will we look for in a peer career coach? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, I mean, what I would personally want is someone who is level-headed, who has a clear understanding of what, um, what it takes to like get that career and can just relate to the student personally. Like our career coaches, I, I've met them all. They're great and they can really relate. Like when I was meet, talking to them, um, it's one of the things that I like, like bonded with most is that they were normal students. So they're your everyday students. They weren't like the top of the top class students or they weren't like, they were your normal everyday students who seemed that they had a grasp on getting that next step in taking in finding your career. And that's what I like. So, yeah, and I think they you're right, Mark. It, what's most important to us is that they're relatable and they're they're sincerely interested in how to develop other people and they work on developing themselves as well. Um and we also pay a lot of attention to whether these peer coaches are ready to work with diverse students, different walks of life. That's key also. And then Eileen, could you speak to how the career services office partners with academic side or instruction to ensure that students have the skills that employers are looking for today 
or by the time they complete their degree programs? Uh, yeah, Keith, we, we offer our services, pre- interactive presentations, group sessions. Um, we go into classrooms. So a lot of the professors invite us into classrooms to work with students. We also partner with professors and even student organizations um, to help them get professional development to get them prepared, um, and with professors when it comes to, it might be career assignments um, or activities that they want help with. We have a lot of key um, tools, technology tools from our Handshake platform that actually allows you mm-hmm. to see student employment positions and job postings and internships to our um, job scan. It actually analyzes your resume to see if you've got relevant skills listed for what you're applying for to even mock interview software um, and more coming online. Um, But all of that, we go into student groups, student organizations, as well as classrooms, anywhere we can can touch students and, uh, and help them. I'd also add that Mark works with us to put things online. So if you go to our social media sites, you're going to get some coaching on how to prepare for the upcoming career fair. Yes. Right now, we are um, putting together our IGTV series with one of our peer career coaches, Jasmine, who is telling you guys all about um, how you can prepare for the career fair, which is this week, by the way. Right. Now, what... What what interviewing tips do tip students typically most benefit from? I would say, I don't know if Mark was going to chime in here, but I would say that one of the biggest things you want to prepare for, well, two things. One is somebody asks, if they ask you to tell them about yourself, that kind of 30-minute, what we call elevator pitch about mm-hmm. who you are, how you relate, how your skills might relate to that organization, um, how, what you're preparing for. Um, so it's basically kind of selling your assets, uh, but also making it a relatable conversation. And the, the second thing is to be prepared with examples. You literally have to, sh- to share what kinds of things you've done, specific examples that show them that you have the skills or competencies or um, relatable profile that they're looking for. If you go on our social media um, today, we actually just uploaded a video on elevator pitching um, just so Mm -hmm. everybody can get ready for that tomorrow and the rest of the week when we have the career fair inside of the student union. And then I know we've been, you know, with the social media and, and, and I know that the role that social media plays has probably increased significantly since the pandemic and as we transition back to in-person or hybrid. So how, how has career services changed its model in light of the pandemic and as we transition back to in-person or hybrid setting? Yeah, so um, actually we, ha- we offer a lot of virtual coaching and virtual presentation sessions through the pandemic. And now um, we have a model that we call the career studio. Um, and that's a, an ability for students and alumni to walk in um, and pop in. We call it pop-up, our career studio pop-up. And that's available in the SSC 201 outside of our suite. But then we also take appointments virtual, really in, in the multiple formats that make help students um, kind of get the service where they're at. We're really trying to meet students where they're at. We go to them. We allow them to do virtual in-person appointments. 
whatever meets their, their needs. I'll also add that career fairs are similar. We are doing our first hybrid career fair. Today is a virtual uh, series of career sessions. We have 74 employers ready to meet our students and alumni. And you just simply get on our Handshake platform and then sign up for a, a talk session with them. Um, and then the next three days are in-person fairs, and we're kind of doing more of a mini fair concept where tomorrow will be uh, community impact employers, so nonprofits, government organizations, um, education, and then the following day will be all industries where you can find hospitality, business, communications, um, those kinds of employers, and the final day STEM for our engineering, science, technology students. And then, Mark, this question is for you. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm social yeah. media illiterate. You know, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and put that out there. I'm just figuring out on Facebook how to like stuff. And I think I had to ask my wife over the weekend, you know, how do I share something on my story or page that someone else had posted? Or how do I get myself added to something that's on there? So could you share from a social media perspective how what's your philosophy in terms of how we leverage social media to complement and promote the work? and events that are happening through the career services office. So with that, um, basically, um, I view, I like to take a more of an approach of using our, our, as a community and like our students. So a big part of me becoming the social media ambassador was my face being the, the face of career services. I believe that we connect more when we see a person's face, especially during now with the pandemic and how we literally haven't seen people's faces. Um, for like a whole year. So my goal is mainly to put faces behind um, career services now. So now you'll see our career coaches. You'll, I'm going to start rolling out. Um, we're going to start doing an alumni like spotlight soon to show um, the retention rate. Not retention rate, but to show that when we graduate, our, um, our UNLV students, when we graduate, we go and then we go and graduate and get these jobs that we have been like aspiring to get. From UNLV. So that's what I plan to envision for our, our social media aspect. Eileen, I want to ask you the question around soft skills. Like, what's the importance of soft skills, having strong soft skills? Are there certain soft skills that students should have? Or we hear the term 21st century skills. So how, do, how does career services approach sort of helping students understand the, the role or the importance of the soft skills? Yeah, absolutely, Keith. The um we, we look a lot at um, what's trending in the workplace and how students are going to need to prepare for not necessarily always the jobs that are there today, but even what, what you're going to see a decade out. Um, and that's important to the university in preparing our students well. The other things we look for are where, what are employers truly seeking when students graduate that may not be learned in curriculum or in your major, but they're truly what we call competencies that influence your performance. Um, so this campus has looked closely at that, and we've actually identified six core competencies that are highly valued by employers and where we feel our students can lead and develop. And that's really what some people refer to them as soft skills. Some people refer to them as 
power skills, right, which I like better. Um, we already have worked on a online badge that students can obtain for the first, the top three, and they are communications, and that's we're talking verbal, nonverbal, inter, interpersonal communications. That leads in every career field, bar none, top competency, top soft skill that students across the board will need to develop to succeed. Um, cultural intelligence is the next one. We call it CQ aptitude, then professionalism and, and how um, committed you are to your profession and where you're going. And then uh, we will work to develop with our online education three more badges of the top six, which include emotional intelligence, leadership, and uh, critical thinking, what we do every day to problem solve in the workplace. And Mark's tested out some of these badges, so he's already tested out some of the competency I actually have all three of the ones that are live <laughs> and the communication is personally my favorite because I see so many of my peers now who don't have some of these skills who could be far better in like where they're at if they had just like if they knew their body tone meant this, if they knew that they could speak with more like when you just spoke with more like confidence that you, your message would come across more. Like certain people just don't know that, and that's what these that's what these um badges that's what this program teaches. So, so I, I thought it was great. So Mark, so since you went through it firsthand, what are some of the changes that you notice within yourself going through through that process, and or what has been some of the feedback of the students who have gone through one or more of these badging processes? So I know personally, it just taught me how to communicate a little better. It just taught me how to speak with more confidence because I, I naturally do that. But then, you know, so, you know everybody has their, has their moments. So it just taught me that that's actually a good skill to speak with confidence because that will get your message across that you sometimes you don't know what you're saying. If you just speak with confidence, you can persuade everybody that you know what you're saying. And sometimes it can actually help you and gain your confidence and improving your confidence. So that was my like best thing about it because I think so many people have a confidence issue when it comes to um, speaking in front of large crowds. So I think they, a lot of people can take that and just learn from it. And then Eileen, I know I don't want to, I want to pivot over to, I know we've been talking about this, your, how your services support existing students, but I know you also mentioned that you also work with alumni. Could you talk a little bit about how career services evolved to begin working with the, with the, the alumni population and some of the things that you offer to the alumni? We basically are um, organized under, along with our alumni association. And so that makes it easier for us to bring our alumni back in um, to help our students succeed in their professional journeys, as well as help our alum, continue to help our alumni. So with Rebels Forever, it, it doesn't stop when you graduate. You can continue to use career services. And how many of us, even day to day, we know that we need help advancing. It doesn't stop when you graduate. We're constantly evolving, right, and building our skills and hoping to advance. So we do it through career coaching. We always invite our alumni to career fairs. They have access to every system that we provide that helps students and, and professionals advance in their career fields. And then we also have mentoring platforms that 
students and alumni get on to help um, further develop through a personal one-on-one relationship um, that is focused and devoted um, to the to the mentor and the mentee together, and we call that Rebels Forward, and we're growing those platforms as well. What are ways that alumni can support existing UNLV students? So one of them um, is through the the mentoring platforms that we have um, through Rebels Forward. Uh, we are somewhat growing those by cohorts at times. So, for example, we have a very active hospitality mentoring program and engineering mentoring program. But now we're adding vets, um, and we're even looking at an entrepreneurial mentoring platform um, to start growing. So we're going to um, – and there also, though, is um, an open platform for any student and any mentor to connect to. And then we often will invite alumni to um, present with us or help us with programs from supporting our students at a career fair to helping us with a certain presentation um, to, to multiple opportunities where they can volunteer and engage with the campus and be surrounded by students. And there's probably more to come as we expand our programs and resources. Well, it sounds like there's a wealth of <clears throat> activities and supports that's offered through through the Career Services Office. Now, in your career, Eileen, what are like what have you learned, or how have you adjusted your approach for how career services should operate in the 21st century? Um, that that's a great question. I think the way career services offices are moving. Is, uh, from being sort of that office that everybody had to walk into or make an appointment and visit to a concept that's campus-wide, um, we, we're evolving from thinking of ourselves as just offices that students come and get support from to a whole career community um, where we want to have students, we want our students to have touch points everywhere they go. So even as we talk about examples where now we're now providing skill building um, competencies on Canvas, that's a whole other touch point where we're going into classrooms and providing career content, where our faculty begin to understand how to have career conversations and our co-curricular experiences embed career conversations and support. So it's going from a concept of an office to a community that lifts everyone up and helps everyone succeed. I like that. That makes sense. A network. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then I would ask you, Mark, what, is, what, what would be some advice you would give to students to help them be better prepared to transition from, you know, student to professional upon graduation? Uh, as a former UNLV grad and of fall 2019 and a current grad student at UNLV, I would just tell everybody to stay positive and work on your resume. Get that resume looked at. Go to the career. I wish I went to career services as an undergrad. I didn't. And, I mean, I went later. Like, I got my resume fine-tuned at a later point, and now I'm happy I did. Go get your resume looked at and get it looked at again and get it looked at again because that is that will that will really be the difference between the like a job hiring you, a job like saying you know what this person's better. It's your resume, so please get that looked at if you can 
by our um, peer coaches, by anybody in the career services office. And, and I know that, you know, when we interact with our students, sort of the holy grail is having a paid internship while you're an undergraduate student. So what advice would you give to students or guidance would you give to students who to make them more competitive to for these coveted positions that are far and few between? I say experience. To, make, yeah, I, go ahead, Mark. I say a variety of experience. Like if you, I think I would personally like a person who's done it all, who has like a wide range of like thought, open-minded, who's been in a lot of different areas. So that's my take. I leave. So one of the keys is um, starting out when you, even in a freshman year, if you go to the career fair where there's employers, um, and this is actually researched, the more you talk to employers, the better your chances are. We mm-hmm. often ignore it. We don't we interface with our peers. We don't talk to them. They're there to help you understand what kinds of opportunities are out there and how you'd prepare. So if you start early and you talk to them and ask them questions about the pathways, even their pathways, you're going to get good information um, and doors will open for you and you're going to learn how to prepare. The other thing is student organization or anything where you're engaging just outside of your day-to-day work, um, developing leadership skills, team, yes. team players, those kinds of things. When you engage in co-curricular um, and when you listen to other professionals, um, they're going to tell you what you need to do. Service learning is another thing, volunteering and gaining skills that way and gaining new perspectives. And um, those are mm-hmm. all important professional development. Don't be afraid to branch out. And I'll get you two out of here on this final question. You know, if you had a crystal ball, what what would you put in place that isn't currently in place for in the career services office or to help better prepare students for the transition or to be successful in their careers? I guess I would say, um, and this is one of the things that we're working on, is sort of early exposure programs that, one, help students become aware and familiar with various work life opportunities. So it could be a tours, being able to tour employing employer workplaces um, that they might aspire to professionally, and then um, programs that help them get internship ready because the internships and those kinds of career-related experience are really key in launching your career after graduation. And in order to prepare effectively, it's often more than one internship. (laughs) It's often more than one. So, we want students to come in as sophomores, ideally, and work with us to help prepare and be able to apply for very competitive internships that can be life-changing. Anything you want to add, Mark, with your, Um, I wish I'd known about career services, (laughs) (laughs) right? Or I wish I'd participated. (laughs) My, um, my take would be, um, I mean, if we, if we wanted to add something that's not already here on the amazing things that we already have, um, I would add, and this is a personal thing to me, um, I don't know if it fits really under career services, but I think it does because it, it honestly like hindered my like career start and stuff. Um, I want to see like a, like a driving program or something like a transportation program. Cause I think a lot of our um, students, a lot of our out of state students, like the problem of them finding a job or something is there is the transportation to the job. 
So, like, sometimes they just can't get that far, and it's because they come out of state, they don't have, like, a license, or they don't have, like, just means of transportation. So I like to see, like, I don't know, maybe us team up with a driving school in the, in the community and work out something, but that's far-fetched. Right. So well, it could be transportation, Mark, but it could be even funding for you to go to a professional development conference where you're, yeah. you know, exposed, you get better exposure or you can get to an internship out of state that you never otherwise yeah. would have had access to. Yes, those mm-hmm. are some of the, that could be on the wish list. Yeah, something like that. Well, I want to definitely thank you two for taking time for your schedules to join us today. And you shared a wealth of information. So the, my key takeaway was really, you know, early and often visit your office, learn more about how your offices can support students' success in their journey toward not just getting through school, but also being better prepared to land the job of their dreams as a result of earning their degree and just all of the technology that and new techniques that you've put in place in the career service office, you know, from the peer career coaches to all the different platforms like Handshake and others that are in place. And so I especially was intrigued by hearing about the badges, you know, for communications and cultural intelligence, professionalism and communication or commitment. So for thank you for sharing that. And I know that our listeners are going to benefit greatly from from this session. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of KUNV Let's Talk UNLV. For my co-host, Keith, I'm Renee. Tune in next week, Wednesday at 12, on KUNV 91.5 Jazz and More. That's a wrap. <laughs>